Welcome to the Make Light Show, the podcast that's all about curating meaning and joy in a light-filled life and part of the Life Listened Podcast Network. I'm Karen Walbrand, photographer, leadership coach, and author of The Beauty of Different, Observations of a Confident Misfit. Join me as I answer your questions about how to make light in an occasionally dark world. And together, we'll prove that positivity, creativity, and kindness, both to yourself and to others, make the world go round. Welcome back, friends. Today's question is from Adrian, and it's a great summer question all about how to make light while vacationing. She writes, Karen, we're about to go on a family vacation, and while I'm excited about it, I have to admit I'm a little stressed too. I'm worried about leaving work behind, but I know if I bring my laptop with me, I'll feel guilty about not spending time with my family. Also, I have to admit that while I'm looking forward to being at our destination, getting there always makes me tense. Any tips on how to make vacation travel enjoyable? Thank you so much, Adrian, for writing in. I love this question because I think people often believe that vacationing is all about a stress-free experience, but the reality is that sometimes it can be quite the opposite. Because I travel so much, mostly for work, but definitely also for pleasure, I've thought a lot about how to minimize stress during a trip, especially since I'm actually a pretty nervous flyer. So since it's summertime, when thoughts often turn to vacation travel, I thought I'd share my top five tips for making sure your travel holiday is full of light. But before I begin, I'd like to talk a little bit about the guilt that sometimes comes with booking travel. Adrian, you mentioned that you're worried about leaving work behind, and I get it. When you work hard at your job, it can feel like you're shirking your responsibilities when you take time off. But I would offer you this. In order for you to do your job well, it is a requirement that you step away from it every once in a while. Shutting your brain off of work allows you to return to it refreshed and renewed. In fact, award-winning designer Stefan Sagmeister has this incredible TED Talk called The Power of Time Off about this very thing. Every seven years, he closes his design business and takes a year-long sabbatical. He finds that during that year, he stumbles upon inspiration which informs his designs for the next seven years when he returns. I'll be sure to share his talk in the show notes. However, the upshot is that to continue to do your great work, it's important to also take some time off for refreshment, rejuvenation, and inspiration. So, no guilt allowed. Okay, on to my top five tips for how to make light while on vacation. First of all, before you even book your holiday, spend some time thinking about what it is you want from a holiday. I know this seems like a no-brainer, but I'm always surprised at how many people book a holiday purely on the recommendations of their friends without really deciding whether it, it, what, whether that's really what they want to do or what it is they want from the holiday in the first place. Are you looking for purely for relaxation or are you rejuvenated by lots of physical activity? Do you prefer exploring new cities or cultures, or would you rather just laze the day away on the beach? As you think about the answers to these questions, be focused on what it is that rejuvenates you. 
It's all very good to plan vacations to visit far-off family. But if doing so requires you to be open to the schedules and desires of other folks once you get there, when what you'd really rather do is spend all day in a hammock speaking to no one, then you're probably in for a less-than-restful trip. Now, obviously, especially when it comes to family, you may not have much of a choice in where you're going. But the answers to these questions are good to keep in mind so that you can tailor a little of what you look for in a vacation once you get there. Once you've honed in on your destination, it's time to consider your accommodations. And again, if you're not staying with family or friends, think about what it is you need in order for you to be comfortable and what you're willing to give up in order to make it happen. For example, I'm generally willing to save some money by having a shorter holiday and put those savings to a more comfortable hotel or hotel room than I would otherwise spend the money on. Similarly, I'm willing to give up a view from my hotel room to save some cash since I only plan on being in my room at night after having a full day out. Room service isn't that important to me, and I prefer smaller hotels to large ones or even short-term apartment rentals, which often don't have room service, but can be less expensive than a large resort and equally as comfortable. I'm also willing to go to places out of season to save money, like the Caribbean in the summertime, which also happens to be rainy season, or to a northern city in the winter, so long as it's not too cold. However, you might be different. So again, consider what's important to you. And remember, there are lots of services out there that can help you bundle your airfare and hotel, saving you tons of cash. So do lots of research before you book. My second tip on how to make light has to do with packing, but I'm going to admit right now that my tips have nothing to do with packing light, because I always tend to overpack, or rolling your clothes before putting them in your luggage, because I've never been able to do that trick in a way that actually saves me space in my suitcase. I will, however, share the following best packing advice that I ever received. First, stick to a color palette. For example, in my case, I often pack clothes that are solely blacks and blues and greens, maybe with an occasional red top or dress just to shake things up a bit. The reason? Because if I stick to a color palette, then I can mix and match tops and bottoms to get several different outfits out of fewer clothes. Also, I'm a big fan of jersey knit clothing because the last thing I'm going to do on vacation is pull out an iron and iron things. I am just that lazy. That said, even if I minimize the number of actual clothing items I pack, there are a few things that I go to town on without really considering how many of them I pack, and those are scarves and jewelry. I find that they are perfect for dressing items up and down, like that simple black dress that can work for sightseeing all day. You just throw on big hoops and a scarf and voila, it's perfect for a dinner out. Also, A friend of mine once recommended always packing a pair of metallic flats because they always look dressy, no matter the occasion. And since I have a loose rule that says I never pack heels unless I'm traveling to a wedding or a gala, I've adhered to this metallic flats tip. It served me well. And speaking of accessories, my third tip involves a few additional things that I always travel with, specifically to get myself in the right headspace for travel. The first, a great playlist. While I've always loved music, it's only in recent years I've come to an understanding of how much music can affect my mood, and therefore, 
what a tool music can be to help me feel calm on flights where I'm invariably nervous or happy at my destination. I'm a big fan of creating playlists for everything. I even have one specifically for when I'm at the dentist, and I'm not even kidding about that. So on vacations, I often put together a playlist to listen to while I'm on the flight or even sitting on a beach or a cafe somewhere. In fact, I happen to have a beach holiday coming up in a few weeks, and I've put one together specifically for this trip. I'll share it with you in the show notes. It works for sunset, sunset cocktails wherever you might be. My second always have on me accessory has to do with scent. I'm very attuned to scent, and I often travel with, at the very least, a hand lotion that I can use to moisturize my hands and a scent that helps me relax. I also find this comes in handy when I'm somewhere a bit smelly, like, say, a crowded subway. I can rub a bit into my scarf and bury my nose in it when traveling. Your favorite essential oil scent also works for this purpose. If I'm feeling splurgy, I'm also a fan of a product called Peace of Mind by Origins. You simply squirt a dot of this cream onto your fingertips and massage it into the back of your neck. The peppermint smell is very calming, and it also gives a cooling, tingly feeling to the base of your neck, which is really relaxing. Again, it's not cheap. It's about $20 for a tiny vial. But I've tried to have some for use on long-haul flights, especially when we're flying to England to visit my husband's family. Because you only need a dot of the cream, one vial lasts me a long time, years, and it's surprisingly relaxing. Again, I'll share this in the show notes if you're interested. The third item I always travel with, regardless of whether it's for work or pleasure, is a good book. I love to read, but I never seem to make time to do it in my everyday life. But I force myself to read whenever I travel, whether on the flight or to end the day at my destination. What I read varies. If I'm traveling for work, it tends to be something inspirational but nonfiction, and I save my fiction for leisurely vacations. But there's always a book on me, preferably two or three, because I'm a fast reader. And finally, I always bring my journal along. Even if you're not much of a journal, you might want to do this. Just give your smartphone a break and take the time to jot down the thoughts or ideas you have while lying on the beach or stopping into that charming coffee house doodle, or even sketch what you see around you. By the way, having a journal is also a great idea for your kids, too. It gives them something to do while waiting for your meal to arrive at the restaurant or to wind down after a, the end of a busy day. And the best part is at the end of the trip, you have this great little travel souvenir that you've created or that your kids have created that capture all the best parts of your journey. Okay, my fourth tip. Once you arrive at your destination, Make an effort to really learn about the place. Resist the urge to go to restaurants or businesses that are international brands, bye bye Starbucks, and instead try the local restaurants or coffee houses. Don't be afraid to try to live like a local. In fact, one of my favorite travel hacks when visiting a city is a picnic. Find a local grocery store, buy some items, and then enjoy your meal in a park. It's a great and expensive way to have lunch like a local and people watch. In addition, when it comes to souvenir buying, do what you can to support local artists. Find an art gallery or even a street artist and purchase a local artisan's work. This doesn't have to be expensive at all. I've picked things up for less than four or five dollars that I treasure. And hanging art from your travels around your house is a wonderful way to keep the memory of your holiday alive. 
Or, and this is one of my very favorite things to do, buy a CD of the local music. Listening to the soundtrack of your holiday when you get home can be a wonderful act of self-care, and it's often a relatively inexpensive but meaningful souvenir. My fifth and final trip is somewhat related to quiet activism, which we talked about in a previous episode. Give back to the area where you're visiting. There are often amazing opportunities to volunteer with organizations who are doing great things in the communities where you're traveling. But even if you don't have the time, then consider setting aside some of your travel budget to donate to one of the organizations who are doing great work for the community on the ground. Figuring out which organization to give to isn't hard. A quick Google search is bound to give you a list. But either before you go or when you return, give a donation to support their good acts. Think of it as a way to pay back the community that hosted your downtime. So that's it. My five tips on how to make light while vacationing. Again, Adrian, thank you so much for your awesome question. I hope this episode helps add some joy to your upcoming trip. For links related to all the resources I talked about in this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at themakelightshow.com. And now I'd love to hear from all of you. What tips and tricks do you have to help make your travel as pain-free as possible? Leave a comment over at the show notes and let's curate an awesome list of light-making travel hacks. Or send me a note on social media. Simply use hashtag MakeLightShow so I can find your thoughts. And as always, if you're looking for more ways to make more light in your life but find yourself stuck, please send me an email with any questions or challenges you'd like me to tackle to karen at themakelightshow.com and you might just hear an answer to your question on an upcoming episode of The Make Light Show. I'm Karen Walrand, and I'll be back next week with all new tips and tricks to make light. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a thing. Thrive on, friends.